Welcome back to an incredibly special episode of Out of Our League, Opinions from the Bleachers, a podcast featuring the hot takes of two dudes who peaked in intramurals talking about sports that we can't play ourselves. I'm Greg. And I'm David. And we have a awesome, at least from my standpoint, bonus episode going Super this week. Super fun. Uh, we, uh, we, got, uh, we got in with the uh, two dudes from ATL Falcons UK, guys that run their podcasts and Twitters, uh, just to talk. Let's be real. We talked about the Falcons. It was all Falcons. <laughs> I did not know that there were such hardcore NFL fans over in the UK. Yeah, this is fantastic. So it's more of a it's more of a roundtable discussion. You're going to get to know these guys, uh, Cal and Danny. You're going to get to know us a little better, frankly. And uh, I'm just excited to get into this one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, this is a, certainly a new thing for uh, David and I. We we we've not uh, we've not really had a cross platform by any means at this point, considering going, yet, and no. going for a few weeks. Uh, but we uh, we wanted to welcome in uh, Danny and Cal from the ATL Falcons UK group. How you doing, guys? Hello. Yeah, thank not you for, too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you for awesome. having us. You're on ours, and we're on yours. And yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> we, we're we're all just kind of weird hosting. We're just going to figure this out. It's it's going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, so I tried to listen to your guys' uh, intro episode, and I was trying to just get your story right. And you guys said you had some technical issues, blah blah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I just wanted to cover it, man. Like you guys are, you guys are five hours away from the actual Falcons headquarters, but you're, <laughs> but you're just yeah. as big a fans as anybody I've met. What's going on with this, man? Like where, where oh, did this come from? You know what? You're going to be super disappointed by this. It's not authentic <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> so we were we were really casual NFL fans watching your Super Bowls and your big fixtures here and there and things like that um and then after not the super bowl just gone the one previous where there was like eight points scored or whatever yeah the Rams the te- patriots I, yeah. I stayed i stayed up and watched it and danny danny was working so yeah. i stayed up and watched it and i actually enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would have and i've watched them in the past and i wasn't like couldn't really get into it, couldn't really get into it. And then literally I was texting Danny. I think Danny woke up with like 40 messages on his phone. I was just like, we've got, to, do it. More. We've got to pick a team, we've got to pick a team. And then I think like literally the two weeks after that, we was just like looking into it, etc. And then Danny will take you on to the rest it, of it. Yeah, so so because we have no alliances to anyone, we don't know anyone over in America and we've not really got any associations, we were doing them really, really cheesy online quizzes, you know, that ask you about your personality. Oh, yeah. And, okay. and, about, <laughs> and things like that. And no matter what website we did them on, we were getting the same two teams come up. So we were getting the Saints and the Falcons. Oh, my I God. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't man. Know. <laughs> So, so we were like, obviously at this point we have no ties. So we're like, right, we'll do a bit of research. We looked at the stadiums, this like style of play, the players that they have and things like that. And uh, the fan bases. Um, and we just kept whittling it down and we were doing like a tally. So like Falcons get points, Saints get points and things like that. And <laughs> we, en- we ended up with the Falcons and, and it's a good job really. But obviously at the time we didn't really know there were such bitter rivals. So it was, yeah, that, I know, that's that wild. absolutely hilarious to me. You know, like that's, that's so like day weird. one, you put on a Falcons hat and every Saints fan comes for you, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is crazy though. And is it like, and I'm seeing like other accounts that are jumping on, like if I post on your guys stuff on Twitter, like I'll get a like from ATL, uh, like, but or like UK bucks or UK yeah. lions. Is this like a big, like, you guys are building up a big fan base over there. It, it is it is definitely growing. Um, we started the page more just to talk to a few people about it because we, we have our own Twitters, but we didn't really want to annoy everyone that we actually know with our constant <laughs> NFL talk as we're getting into it. So we made this page and we fully expect 
expected to get like a couple of hundred people or whatever by the end of it and then that sure. would just be absolutely fine and it seems there's a massive gap in the market for UK accounts in NFL. Um, like you said, there's books ones, there's Lions ones, there's all sorts. Um, and it's kind of just a growing community. We try and emphasize when we're on the page that, yeah, we're a Falcons page, but we just want to talk to everyone about NFL. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like we've, I think we've got as many Saints followers as we have Falcons followers <laughs> just because they're like abusing us. But <laughs> uh-huh, That does not shock me at all. <laughs> no, you know, that's... That's funny. We, uh, Greg and I are cousins, and we basically yep. decided to do the podcast because we just annoyed everyone at family gatherings because we would just talk sports <laughs> for like three <laughs> hours. Everyone would just leave the room. And we decided to pick this up and start recording it. It, it, was, it is pretty adorable. You'll sit down, and everyone's hugging, like, hi, we haven't seen you guys in a year. And then 20 minutes later, we realize it's just us in the room. <laughs> so uh, this is a perfect try. Like, you know, we're, we're generally just a sports podcast, right? Like, we don't have yeah. any connection. But unfortunately, we tend to skew towards, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, we tend to skew towards our fandoms, right? Yeah. yeah so, so, like, half of the time I'm talking about, like, I'm, I'm actually trashing the Saints more than I'm boosting the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's just how it goes. David, on the other hand, like, you're, he's more of an NBA fan. Like, right, that's, okay. That's, that's it's true. I'm, I'm a overall sports fan. I watch the NFL all day on Sunday and Monday night and prime time and all. But I definitely yeah. uh, skew towards the NBA, especially with the playoffs on right now. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, see, we've not really taken to any other sports at the moment in time, but we probably will work towards it because we get asked this so often, like, do you sport a, like a, a hockey team, a baseball team, a basketball sure. team and everything? Um, if we're being honest, we'll probably stick to Atlanta. That's what I was thinking, when, yeah. When we ease into yeah. them because it'll be, it'd be weird of us now to try and like, <laughs> like mix it up any more than we already have done. So I think well, we'll stick uh, to it. I'll say as a, I'll say as a general, uh, general Atlanta fan, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I guess, <laughs> I guess the best way uh at this point i think we've replaced cleveland as the uh the championship drought you know <laughs> so uh it's it's not an easy life but by god we almost got it a couple of years ago so you know so close had, yet so far had, had, had that going for us uh yeah actually that's a that's a good segue into mine um because I, I don't think i've actually said this on even on our own podcast i've i grew up in north carolina i've been north carolina never lived anywhere else and uh, I've got an uncle who's a season ticket owner with the Panthers. You know, everybody won't shut up about the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> but when I was like 12, my cousin, we were both only child, uh, old childs in our family, uh, it just had an epiphany that he was born in Georgia. Like he was <laughs> literally, just, literally just sitting there and went, I was born in Georgia, and then walks out with a Falcons jersey. And I'm like, <laughs> hell? And uh, I, was, I followed everything that he did. So uh, I just immediately bought a Michael Vick jersey. And uh, now he barely even pays attention to it. And I'm, you know, knee deep in fighting with people on Twitter at all times. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, it's a good thing. So I picked up with a team, uh, I want to say like 05, 06. Er- so like right before Michael Vick got in trouble was basically, yeah, yeah. Where, basically where I was at. So uh, I've, uh, Matt Ryan has been like the Falcons to me, basically. Yeah. So when I have these even Falcons fans coming down on him, I just, I lose my crap, man. Oh. <laughs> and that's just how it is. You know, people don't realize how lucky you are. And then you look over at, you know, teams that have had like Cleveland that's had a quarterback carousel going for, you know, years and years now. <laughs> yeah. You, people don't realize how lucky we've got it until he's gone. But, uh, well, that's exactly what we say all the time, to be fair, because when we do our polls and things like that and get people yeah. to vote on who they like, Matt Ryan is never, never like a high favorite player, especially in comparison to, to Vic. Yep. Um, 
and I just don't understand. And, and this is our this is our fans and rival fans, and it'll just never click with us because obviously it's the same as you more recently. But Matt Ryan's all we know. Yeah. But when you look back at his stats and and everything over the last however many years, how can how can that man not be the best player in the franchise's <laughs> history? I just I can't I can't make the association of where that I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. The, the only thing I can come up with was Vic was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I mean, he, he was incredible. He's a great athlete. And David, maybe yeah. you can speak to it, man, as an outsider, because I just <laughs> can't come up with why even like if other teams want to trash him, if Saints fans want to come out, if Bucks fans want to come out, that's fine. But like, how can we is like, he's our, he's our best quarterback we've ever had. It's yeah. plain and simple. Come so I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It feels like uh, a lot of times when you get like coaches, this happens to a lot where you get a guy who's just like, really successful but never really gets you all the way over the hump even though they, they had a, they had a super bowl appearance it's just yeah. like people just kind of lose it like we had even i have a much smaller fan than my the college team i watch just isn't really like isn't a powerhouse or anything but yeah. then we were going like 10 wins a year 11 wins a year on a small conference and everyone was kind of like yeah but we're not really getting anywhere and then all of a sudden we get rid of our coach not winning like two games a year that's gonna happen <laughs> with matt ryan as soon as he's gone everyone's gonna grow appreciation oh I agree with that completely, absolutely completely. I think people are pre- appreciating more when he's gone, and I think that's – it's not too late, but then it's, he's gone then, isn't it? I think when he goes, I think there'll be a lot of change in the Falcons. Uh, well, I, I think I we could have also, a few seasons where we end up dropping off, etc. or even yeah. more. I think there's also this weird love for Julio. It takes away from Matt Ryan because everyone's like, <laughs> well, Julio's just so great. If we had Matt Lyon from the ball to him, then we would still be a great team if we had Julio, you know? But, but, but no, man. But, <laughs> no, uh, no I, I think uh, I had uh, extreme love for Julio, obviously. Like, when he was drafted, I remember looking at my dad and going, oh, my God, we just made the dumbest mistake we've ever made. Because uh, Dimitro, Dimitrov dropped, like, I think it was six picks for him. I mean, it was, it was a lion's share of everything we had. And yeah. my dad, like, who's a big Panthers fan, goes, no, 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 you're going to – you're going to be really happy here in like two years. And by God, I kind of hard to argue, but, but I think you're right. It's, it's, it's weird, but it's like a double standard, right? Julio's so great. So they think that takes away from Matt Ryan's like prestige, but Michael Thomas is really, really good, but people still hold Drew Brees up on this massive yeah. pedestal. Yeah. And maybe it's a Super Bowl ring. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I, I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is that. I think if we won one this year, I think his doubters would just disappear. Or you couldn't say anything, but I can't. you can't just blame. We didn't – I've never personally watched that game. I probably never will either, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I have, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a, I am super proud of you for staying away from that game. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, in general, I think it's, it's – it, we know he's, he is the best, and I think it's that everyone – there's, there's many players that have gone on to be Hall of Famers, great players, but they've never had a ring. And I think just because he got so close, I think he's judged so much off that. And I think it's pretty ridiculous. At yeah, but it wasn't his fault. It just wasn't <laughs> his fault. No, no, no. Like uh, uh, Chris Long, uh, a defensive lineman for a couple teams. Actually, weirdly enough, he was a defensive lineman on the Patriots team that beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. The following year, uh, moved over to Philly, who put out Atlanta in the playoffs and went on to win a Super Bowl. God, that's annoying. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he had Matt Ryan on his podcast a few weeks ago and actually said, you know, nothing from you, man. You did nothing wrong in that game. Like, mm-hmm. you, you did everything you could to win a Super Bowl. It's just the way it fell. Yeah, and, you know, and take away Devontae Freeman literally just whiffing on a block that led to a strip sack. I mean, if you literally just fall down, 
you let Matt yeah. Bryant kick a field goal, you've got a Super Bowl. You're done. Exactly. It, but, it, yeah. It, it, it's painful. <laughs> and, and the only consolation that I can offer you is that we chose to support the underdog. So if we were to support, <laughs> you wouldn't have us right now. <laughs> uh, I massively appreciate that. If nothing else, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not easy to be fan. It's really easy to be a fan of a franchise that wins all the time. You know, yeah, it, it's exactly, it takes a heck of a lot more to do something else. And <laughs> Dave, Dave, David being a Washington Wizards fan, he knows, man, they don't win. <laughs> and, and, and I know you guys. I know you guys are big basketball fans, but the Wizards have actually done so poorly in the NBA bubble that they've fallen behind teams that didn't even go to the bubble <laughs> <laughs> in the standings. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, it just, it we're just currently down by twenty right now. Watching the games, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Good time to be talking about anything else, man. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, think, so what else? Go ahead, go ahead Greg. <laughs> I, I was actually going to change subject, so you you want to stay on it for a I second. was going to say, I, I want to do one more, one more comment on Matt Ryan as the outsider. I think that a lot of QBs, including guys who haven't won, won anything in particular, like even though, like, even Aaron Rodgers and, I mean, particularly Peyton and Drew Brees, they're all taking hits from Brady just winning all of the time. Like the, the standard has risen for what it takes to be a good quarterback. I think Matt Ryan gets hit for that as well because he's not going through the ball every single year and winning. Yeah, but I, I just don't think that's a thing that will be replicated for years. I don't though. think so either. I, I, don't, think so I, don't, either. Think, I don't even think it's a thing that will be replicated ever, especially – I know there's dynasties, but there's not dynasties of that caliber, like nine mm-hmm. Super Bowls, six wins. It's just not like, – I don't, I don't get it. Especially well, also, not how the NFL is set up. It's, it's, not, it's not really set up to win for a, a two decades at a time, like, like features have done. I know. It's, it's very bizarre because you have a team that, that'll do a 2-14 and 14 and the next season you get 14-2. and two. And that's how every team should be like going yeah, like right. that. But they just yeah. don't. They just don't. I mean, I'm it's wrong. I'm praying everything on my body is crossed that this <laughs> is now when they crumble. But uh, well, I will say uh, I I've gone on a limb uh, multiple times on our podcast, oh, on Twitter, on Instagram, <laughs> everywhere I have to to say that the Bucks are going to go seven and nine or worse this year. <laughs> Uh, and I, I really, really, really think that the Patriots are tanking this year. I think they're trying to get that better draft pick. So yeah. I don't think we're going to have to worry about either of those guys for at least a year. But then after that, it's on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's a weird one with the books for us because obviously with us doing covering all of the NFC South and everything, we get yep, yep. asked a lot about our predictions. Um, and pains me to say, but we have the Saints coming out on top still because they are that like caliber above us realistically, if right. we're being fair. Um, sure. But I just don't – I'm not taking to the book type yet. I'm just not taking to it whatsoever. Signing – Two players that are basically pensioners is is just not not direct. <laughs> it's not a direct right to the Super Bowl. It obviously the massive no. improvements, but there's no saying that they're going to click straight away. There's, there's nothing that. No, and uh, this is Brady's first time not being under Bill Belichick, and exactly. that, no no offense to Bruce Arians, none at all. No, but no, he's not. He's not Belichick. No, Belichick, no. Belichick can take Matt Castle to an 11 and five record and make him a pro bowler. Yeah. Bruce Arians <laughs> somehow has a quarterback that won a Heisman that throws 30 interceptions in one year. Now, yeah. granted the dude couldn't see last year and that's a whole yeah, right. separate <laughs> thing, but you know, well, I think the, the, my problem with the box, and, cause it's, I'll get out of the way. The, if you South, it's a, a fantastic division, extremely deep. Like, oh, it's loaded. I was telling Greg, when your worst quarterback is Tate Bridgewater, it's a pretty strong division. <laughs> it's very strong. But now I think my problem with the box is they were, they were seven and nine last year and you get you're gonna eliminate at least half of the interceptions even if you get less so i think 
The problem is a small improvement would be like eight, nine, ten wins, and they would yeah. still be viewed as this huge, massive overtaking that Brady has done. But I think it's what's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It just even if Jameis had just held on to the ball for three or four possessions, like, you know, three or four plays more a game, I mean, that already gets you the eight, nine, ten wins. Well, I mean, yeah. he was the defensive player yeah. of the year as a quarterback. He, he, <laughs> he allowed the other team to score 104 points. I mean, it's absurd. <laughs> no doubt, man. No, it's uh, – I, I, I just don't buy into Tampa Bay because, like you said, I, it's seeming like a retirement home at this point. Man. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got Brady who's been post-40 for a few years now. You've got Gronkowski who hasn't played in over a year. And, yeah. frankly – even when he was in his prime prime, one shot, he was down for half a year. You got yeah. LaShawn McCoy, who just joined up. I think that's right. Yeah, and he is. Like, he, yeah, this, this team would have been super scary like four years ago. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. right now, I'm just kind of, eh, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned about the Saints, obviously. I mean, that, that's what you have to be. The, the only you... thing that I would say is that I wish we would have been playing them earlier on in our season. No, no doubt. <laughs> because having them that late on, not only does it add a hell of a lot of pressure onto us, depending on how our form is by then, but if you play them early days, they've not gelled yet. They'll have no, like... Yep. The well, especially with how this whole, this whole offseason is going all truncated exactly. and weird. Exactly. With, uh, and, the, and the Falcons have continuity, which, like, that that in and of itself can win you a couple of games straight off yeah. the bat. Absolutely. Uh, well, I wonder, what, what do you guys think the Falcons are going to do? Greg has been on record as saying the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl to face the Bills and win it all. Now, what are the Bills? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I want to I want to I want to put a brief defense, and then I will argue anyone to the ground over this. I am so 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 tired of ES because they haven't had anything to talk about in the past six months. No, uh, I'm so tired of hearing, oh, it's going to be the Saints and the Chiefs, or oh, it's going to be the 49ers and the Ravens. I was like, dude, screw this! Like, no one's listening to us anyway. I'm going to throw out the most <laughs> random thing that I possibly can, and, uh, and, and I was, I was like, we're, we're, if you want to fight me over it you can't no i i i, I will stand fe- steadfast behind josh allen we'll have a better year uh so that's that's all i got but <laughs> i'm just so i'm so tired of hearing shanahan's uh you know gonna lead this 49ers team to the super bowl and i'm just over it so <laughs> that is a solid call to be fair me and cal did our uh predictions separately without telling yeah. each other and we both got us coming out on 10 and 6 yep uh we have different matches that we win and lose slightly sure. i think two or three different but we will go we think 10 and 6 take us to the playoffs and we've also said on our podcast super bowl i know it's ambitious <laughs> but you've, you've got to be ambitious no that's right that's right well if you don't have hope as a falcons fan you're literally not going to make it you're, you're just, <laughs> just not uh and actually weirdly enough uh i did mine uh not having listened to you guys uh until after i did it uh, yeah. And I had, I'm teetering between 11 and 5 and 10 and 6. Awesome. Uh, so literally the same spot. The I think only one... the, the last three games are very, very important. I think they could easily yeah. be. I think it depends what record we're on. I think by the last three games, we've got to be on at least, you're looking at nine wins by then, just so you've got, you can win one more to get in the playoffs, I think. Yep. And they're uh, so I... important. The, the weirdly enough, the one that I'm teetering on the hardest is week one at Seattle, just because Seattle is getting better and better every minute. I mean, they yeah. just traded for uh, uh, I'm losing his name now. David, help me. I forget it as well. <laughs> the sa- they just the traded safety. for the, sa- the safety. Juante Adams. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. They just traded for their safety. I mean, their their defense is looking better. Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. If Russell Wilson had anybody to throw the ball to, I'd be terrified. But you know, yeah, it's uh, but no, actually, believe it or not, I have them at eleven and five right now, losing their last two games of the season. I, uh, yeah, see, I I've got us 
10 and 6, but also losing the last two. And I've it, got the win against Tampa, the, the third to last game, but then after that, yeah. two losses. Yep, yep. I figure, I figure split with Brady, split with Breeze, and then, uh, yeah. you know, Kansas City. There's no way – Jamal Adams. Uh, there you go. I'm like, Devontae Adams, I'm 95% <laughs> sure, is a receiver for Green Bay, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you, you're, you're not going to bet against KC right now. Like you, and no. Now, they could look drastically different by yeah. week 16 you know week 17 whatever it is so like you know who knows but uh but yeah it's got to be it's going to be an interesting season man if we make it all the way through it it's going to be really interesting super bowl or bust i'm afraid super bowl. Uh, <laughs> well if unfortunately if dan quinn and thomas Dimitrov want to keep their jobs and exactly. yeah I, I i don't i don't think you can i mean even arthur blank has come out and said it's soup it's playoffs or you're gone yeah and, and and i think that's and i think without him actually saying it, I think he means deep into the playoffs as well. No way is he accepting a, a one match then a, wi- a wild card out. No, well, especially with the it. extra wild card this year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which, which can only, I, I'll, I'll be real. I, it made me really excited. I know that if I was an NFC East guy, I will be super excited that the, uh, <laughs> the playoffs just got added in. We've, uh, we've already dubbed that division, the, uh, the race to eight wins. Cause that's so the, the race to eight wins. Is, you know, <laughs> But uh, but it's 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 time, man. It, it's it at this point, it's 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 got to be it's got to be deep playoff run. I mean, it yeah. absolutely has to. And it, also, I w- I did want to make you guys feel slightly better because I don't know if I hit you with this or not. Uh, election years in America. Yeah. Oh, Matt, I, I Matt, that. Matt Ryan has gone <laughs> off every single time. <laughs> So, I believe so. We get this tweeted at us all the time. And I literally mean like every couple of days. Like, <laughs> year, and we're like, what? What do you mean? But yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan like brings the country it. back together to watch <laughs> the elections. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it was 08. He was rookie of the year. 12, they had an NFC championship appearance and he yeah. played like a monster. Uh, 16, obviously he was an MVP. So, you know, I think yeah. it's time. I think it's time, man. He just goes into a cave for a few years, takes a nap, and comes back <laughs> ready to go. So, oh, it's um, uh, so I wanted to ask you guys too, uh, outside of the Falcons, obviously, what team are you, and let's, let's kill the, let's kill the Saints as well. What team are you most worried about in the NFC? Go on, Carl. Do you want that? <laughs> I think I still said, I still said the 49ers, I think. Uh, yeah. I think they'll I mean, still be strong. Yeah. I think it's, but I, but I also went for the. I actually we did a prediction as well for the Super Bowl without obviously us getting there, and I actually went for the Cowboys. And I think this was just like I don't want them to get there, obviously. But I think with the <laughs> does. with the no, no, yeah, <laughs> most hated team uh, after the Patriots. Um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think with their draft as well, and I think with the new coach, I think they could be a definitely a team that will be I think they'll win their division and I think they could easily pull a good, a good um, playoff one as well I think it's just what I think I went for the four, we went I went for the I think I went for the Chiefs v the Cowboys in the Super Bowl I think I didn't want to go for the 49ers again because obviously the same as last year so I just went for sure, another sure. team another strong team and I fought I fought the Cowboys this year I have uh, I have the uh, Packers going through the ball out of the NFC and my whole reasoning behind it is because if you're going to draft a quarterback to go behind Aaron Rodgers, he's going to take you to Super Bowl, win it, and then say, I'm out of here. You guys are the worst. <laughs> you drafted the one guy and made me angry. I was like, I'm so over. They haven't drafted an offensive player in the first round since they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And then they drafted this guy. 
I mean, you know, <laughs> if anybody was going to just anger will their team That's to right. the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you, you bring up you bring up Dallas, and I, I kind of I got to get into it for a second. Oh like, yeah, that team that team is riddled with talent that finds a way to just lose games. <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. I just I don't understand it. I am really curious to see how Mike McCarthy is going to work under Jerry Jones. That's yeah. the uh, that's the biggest concern for me for that team in general is Jerry Jones needs a yes man. He wants to be <laughs> the top dog in Dallas. He's the owner. He's a GM. He's all this other crap. Uh, and he's never had a coach that's willing to look him in the eye and say, no, back off. Well, since Mike, they're McCarthy winning. Will, Mike McCarthy will do that. So I don't know if they're going to like just – we're going to find out on ESPN they're in a fist fight on the sidelines one day. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. But it, uh, I, I could easily see them going deep. And, you know, they actually – I think they – I don't remember their draft picks, but I remember they, uh, they took out – they took a receiver. Was it like C.D. Lamb or somebody in there? Yeah, C.D. Yeah. Lamb. Yeah, so I mean like – it, loading up it was they've got Zeke still they've got Dak and you know Dak who wants more money than I think he's worth at this point but that's oh definitely that's, that's a whole oh, yeah. separate thing <laughs> but they, they, they're loaded man they're ready to go it's just can the coach listen to the owner long enough to get him to shut up <laughs> <laughs> well I grew up uh, I grew up in Washington DC I grew up a couple of different places my, my dad was in the military so he moved out the country part of the reason I don't really have a good NFL team is I grew up in like four different states but <laughs> I went to high school in D.C., and they had a saying for the Redskins that I think applies right now to, to the Cowboys also. They said, the Skins always find a way to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. And I think that's what the Cowboys <laughs> specialize in. <laughs> Actually, man, that whole division's kind of like that. You know? So I'm saying the Eagle, I mean, it's, oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's, hard to group, I, it's hard to group around the Redskins fans. These poor fans, man. They, they won it every year, and you get RG3 who just dies in the field. You get Alex Smith who <laughs> dies in the field. You get Joe Thiesman who dies in the field. It's rough, man. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. To be a Washington football team quarterback right now is truly terrifying. <laughs> <It is. laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're at least on the same page as, as far as that guy. You know, I'm, you guys yeah, right. are probably studying a heck of a lot harder than I am. I'll be real. I kind of – I think I treated last season like a fever dream. Okay. <laughs> the, the minute they were one and seven, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Well, t- take us into your thoughts, considering that was our first solid season as Falcons fans committing Woo! to one team. And then, the- <laughs> so we were literally like week one, we were like, okay, that happens. That's all right. Week two, right. There we go. There's a win. That's more like it. <laughs> week eight, we're just there going. <laughs> so Is it too uh, early to jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> so, uh, my, so my wife actually uh, tells me that I get a little too passionate during games uh like you know I, I scream true. i scream get angry all that crap which is a falcons fan you you'll know it is just gonna happen yeah uh, but uh we were it was 28 to nothing in week one against minnesota she had poured me this glass i'm talking like this big of whiskey i mean we're, t- we're talking like I, <laughs> I get i get through the whole thing and like they score again it's like 28 nothing at this point and she just looks at me and goes you're not yelling and i think i was drunk honestly <laughs> I, was like, I was i was like you know it's it's fine. This is this. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. Uh, no, but uh, it, it was a bumpy ride, but we recovered well. We recovered well, and that's what, yeah, that's what keeping yeah. us going. The thought of that. Can I ask you what was your opinions on Dan Quinn keeping his job? <sighs> all right. So judging uh, <laughs> off uh, his face here. <laughs> oh God. Um, I have never had more respect for a coach that has that much respect from his players than Dan Quinn. Uh, I've never seen a team rally from one and seven to seven and nine just because they don't want their coach going away. 
yeah. that said, it was really, really telling to me that he dropped Marquand Manuel and decided to call plays himself. They go one and seven, and then he lets other people call the plays, and they go six and two. So I had a moment where I was like, why did you think you could run this team and do everything else? I was angry, and then I had sat back on it and went, he made the changes he needed to make. He let his pride go, let somebody else take over. Uh, honestly, I have a bigger problem with Thomas Dimitrov keeping his job than Dan Quinn at this point. Uh, it's, it's mainly because the cap hell that he seems to find a way to get us into every <laughs> single year, man. Yeah. Like, uh, all I read about is like, there's no way Atlanta can sign everybody. We've got money spread out for the next three years that we can't do anything. And then he finds a way out of it. So but, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're on repeat again for that though. Cause of course we got rid of Hooper. So that gets rid of a massive, what would have been a massive contract, but now we've brought right. in Gurley and Denard recently on really, really low contracts. Denard, especially for, Yep. 910,000. Oh, yeah, so it's nothing. What what happens if they have top-level seasons, which I presume Gurley will, then adds a little bit different. Sure. That What are you doing with your cap space? Are you keeping them on? How, how are you going to don't, – I don't see how you can constantly just juggling <laughs> players. I can't and it, yeah. around it. He basically, Dimitrov's plan from – I'm not a cap expert by any means. In fact, no, the no. NFL cap space formula makes zero sense to me. Baffles it seems like I'm brain. learning something constantly. Uh, but I, I will say, like, yeah, we've got a really good-looking team right now. You yeah. know, we can't pay them next year. If Gurley breaks out, he's gone. Unless yeah. he takes a massive hometown discount, that's not going to happen. And I, and I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to. Well, well, I think, how, how old is Matt Ryan at this point in Julio? Uh, uh, 36. Yeah. 31, I think. Yeah. See, so I think that what the whole – I mean, you're running into, like, in terms of Dan Quinn, like, they're going for it every year. They're just reloading these one-up guys every single year. And then for Dan Quinn, it's like, at some point, it's like you're running out of things to change instead of yeah. just, like, suiting back up. Like, because you're not going to get rid of Julio or Matt Ryan. And so at some no. point, you look at Dan Quinn and you go, I'm sorry, Dan Quinn. I don't know what to do, man. But you're out of here, basically, you know, because you can't get it done. We give you, you plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, at this point, there's no, there's no excuse to not average over 30 points a game. Uh, no. there, there's not. I mean, you, you, if you – and honestly, I'm still – actually, I'm going to retract that slightly. I don't know how I feel about Cutter coming back. Dirk Cutter is offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm a little hesitant because he literally has a Ferrari that he just doesn't have to crash in order to do well. <laughs> and somehow he found a way to slam into the median 28 times last year. <laughs> well, I would say I, I think that this is where, this is where part of Matt Ryan gets part of his critique is that in this Bowl, when things were going down quickly, and obviously he's facing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and all, but at some point in Matt Ryan, you got to have the confidence and the power to say, okay, guys, I'm taking over the play calling. You guys are, are single-handedly blowing this game. I think he, well, part of the critique he gets is that he should have at some point taken over the ship and at least said, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down my way and not the coach's way. I'm on the field. I know what's happening. Yeah. I, I, the – Go ahead, guys. I, I want, I, especially considering you weren't, you weren't partic you weren't directly Falcons fans this no, time. No, no, we no, weren't. No. Tell, tell me what you think here. All I was going to say was, I, I get the logic, of course. You, he's is a, he, even then he was experienced. That's right. Health, and he, so he, he, he knows exactly. Close. Yeah. So he knew exactly what needed to be done. But say that the 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 crumble stopped and and it, it, they didn't start keep catching us up and by that point he'd already taken over the play calling right but then they do lose then do you jeopardize your own career because it's on you or do you think no nah, it was the coach's fault i didn't like <laughs> 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 <was> horrible, but... <laughs> uh, 
Cal, you got any, you got anything on that, man? Because I, I have very specific feelings about Shanahan that I didn't want to just overload you guys on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, I've never watched it, so I'm not going to – I won't get too much into it. But uh, All right. I think it's sort of – I do I agree with what, sort of what Danny said, to be fair. I think it's – if you t- like, if you took it over, et cetera, it's – you do you're taking the blame into your own hands yeah. basically, but yeah. it's one of them where it's it's happened and it I think try forgetting about it. <laughs> yeah, well, of course you can't do what ifs if you're them. It's like you just gotta move on trying to win. Yeah. I, I don't think Matt Ryan won either way because you don't take over the play calling and you lose the game, then you've lost the Super Bowl, but you right. take over the play calling and the same outcome still happens, which could have. Yeah, no, it was, then, Matt would have won. Then you, yeah. Yeah, then you lose it. But, yeah, of course, if you took it over and then our performance peaked, then you win it. But it's a massive gamble of your own career. Cause, it is. No, you're right. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure Shanahan would have just gone, no, we would have been. Uh, I'm sure they would have gone, yeah, we would have been fine without. So, oh, yeah. You're calling it. The thing is, going against Matt at that point, it, you put, him, put yourself in his situation. Uh, Shanahan is literally being considered an offensive god at that point. He yeah. took a team that went eight and eight the year before to, I think it was like the number six scoring offense in history. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Matt won an MVP under that offense. And frankly, uh, the weirdest thing, and uh, Cal, I don't want to give you too much. I don't want to peek, like, peek the blinds too much on you, man. <laughs> but uh, that, that strip sack that changed the entire game where Devontae Freeman whipped on his block, there was yeah. a wide open wide receiver in the end zone. If Matt had half a second more, the game was done. Yeah. It's, it, so it's it's it just it just it was the worst perfect storm that you could have come up with. It it, it literally if if you repeated that a hundred times over, that outcome would have just never come about whatsoever. Oh my gosh, but, yeah. but referring to what you said then about Matt Ryan having another half a second, that's been the case for years now. Even after the no Super Bowl, doubt. that's still the case. It literally, <laughs> like a hundred sacks in two seasons, pretty much, and it's just not normal. Like that should yeah. never happen. Also, Especially with Dan Quinn being technically from a defensive background, you'd think that right, his teams would primarily right. be solid there, but no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also he's not getting any younger, right? Like every year he gets older, people like that. I knew what was going to happen. Unfortunately, I hate I hate commentators when they start saying things like, "Oh, Matt Ryan's like he's played eight straight seasons, hasn't missed a game from injury." I literally looked at Becca at the beginning of the season when Matt's going to get hurt this year. Yeah, like, because <laughs> they, they won't stop saying it. It was no. uh, year, years and years ago against the Saints when Michael Turner was still the running back. I, the, a commentator came out and said, Turner's run the ball 200 times, hasn't fumbled once. I went, crap. <laughs> God, it was back-to-back fumbles. And I went, come on. Like, just, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> well, I have um, a question. Do you guys think that, uh, that it's Todd Gurley, right, that you guys signed? Do you guys think that he's going to oh, yeah. have – he obviously won't be the focal point of the offense or far from it, but he could mm-hmm. even be part of the, the carousel, the team that is the running back core. Do you think he's going to have a good impact, like, like a, a real positive one, like give you guys yet another weapon on offense? I go on, Cal. Go on then. Um, I I think he will. I think even his stats last year, he still got more touchdowns than all of our running backs. So even though he's <laughs> only pulled out like eight yeah, hundred yards, right. he still got twelve touchdowns. So even if he came up with that this year, if he could just be the red instantly guy. better than what we had last year, so it's another weapon that we we didn't have yeah. last year. So I think it's, and I think with. E.O. Smith, Ollison. I think Ollison might be another surprise this year, I think. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, I felt the exact same way. I was, uh, I've been watching – you guys have, to, have too. I've been watching the videos of Gurley catching passes in training camp. Dude yeah. looks strong. He I does. Mean, he, 
he's he said he hasn't worked out this much in his entire life because he's been in quarantine and what the hell else, else do you today. do all day <laughs> so I, I would love this i don't he's not going to be i don't expect him to be player of the year status like he was a couple years ago oh uh well he doesn't and, have to be on this offense and i don't think he's going to be allowed no. to be i think they're going to force the quarterback group uh running yeah. back group rather just to make sure that they don't get him hurt so, yeah, I think I, using him in the red zone, the end, the red zone anyway. If you use him there, he's guaranteed to hit ten touchdowns. If you can use, if he comes up in the important place throughout the fit down the field, but then bring the others in to get us further down the field. But in the red zone, we know what he's, we know what he's like. So. Yeah, exactly. And it and and doing that by decreasing his yards, but increasing his production in terms of his touchdowns, you'd getting rid of the opportunity for people to slam him as much because if you're going to try and make him run like 10, yeah, 15 right. yards per run or more, then then he's going to get hit. And, and that's what you don't want to happen. And that's I why think, I think yeah. I think they'll proper manage his, his snaps. So it, I don't see him starting all 16 or anywhere close. I see him probably starting around 12 or 13 with a heavy yeah. rotation. And I think that's right. I think that's how you should utilize a player that there's, even though he's not actually had any injury worries with it directly for like, right. actual worries. He's not been out for big chunks of seasons. It's mm -hmm. always just concern. And I think that's, that's the only difference that the Falcons should manage to how he's played previously. Like they've just carried on slinging him in. And if you keep getting hit, you are going to take like, you, you're going to get injured again, aren't you? So. Absolutely. Uh, actually, guys, I wanted to peel back really quick because I never uh, shot the question back to you. The, your last season was your first real full season, right? Mm -hmm. How did you How did you guys feel about the fact that we retained everybody, you know, and just flopped out a coordinator? It was a bizarre one for us because obviously we, we weren't really – we didn't really have high expectations – going into the season because we didn't know what we were seeing. We'd obviously seen sure. little bits of each team over the last few, like the years prior. Um, but when you're hitting a one and seven at that point, I, we were, we had the discussion so many times. We didn't have our podcast at the time. Yeah. Did we have the Twitter? I don't think we didn't even no, have the Twitter at the time. It was literally just us two to each other. But we were, we were like, I don't see how this person can keep the job. But, <laughs> but then... But then you like watch Dan Quinn as a man and like as a coach and how much the players like revolve around him and you, you could be losing a game heavily and we get a touchdown and he still celebrates and has the exact same emotion each time and you're like that's what I'd want to work under yep. if I could ever be an athlete not that I could because yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's what I'd want to work under that's like my peak kind of coach so the more you watch him the more you think. Mm, maybe like who else are you going to bring in in place of him that's going to be able to to pull players back to a six and two after a one and seven like you said earlier greg oh yeah uh the the article started piling out i know you guys had to see him it was who's going to replace dan quinn mm. i got so depressed when i was reading that article like <laughs> <laughs> there's no one to replace him no one's there this is the thing the grass isn't always green or whatsoever it like who else are you going to bring in that instantly makes me go, yep, yeah, definitely worth worth a gamble, worth taking a risk on? No one. No one whatsoever. You'd end up passing it to Morris or, or someone like that, and then you don't know what's going to happen. So, and Or you go and get a college a college coach who's unproven, and you don't know where that's going either. Exactly. I mean, the, the Saints, like, and unfortunately for you guys, when you entered the, the fandom, the Saints have been top dog for, you know, a while. But yeah. there was a hot second there, a few seasons, where they were just a kicking post, man. They were seven and nine machines. Yeah. And shot, they stuck with Sean Payton this entire time, and look what turned out. 
Exactly. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Dan Quinn and Sean Payton are the same coach. I mean, Dan Quinn has morals and, you know, like, oh, <laughs> he's actually a decent guy. Uh, he has, he but, has a lot of free uh, ring space also. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it, you, you got to stick with them at least for a little bit. I know one in seven is – that just gives too many fans too many weeks to sit around and go, this sucks. You know, something's yeah. got to change. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you entirely on that. Yeah. It progressively got worse because when you're on – uh, when you're on like three, like one and three, you're like, all right, these things happen, still recoverable, can still make yep. the playoffs if we start performing. And then yep. each week that went on, me and Cal were like, why have we chosen this team? I think the same thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it week four or five against the Texans. I think, was it like 53 to 30? And oh was that, my God. It was leading oh, yeah. in that game at halftime. It was actually winning and then... Yeah, you let 25, 30 points in the second half. <laughs> I don't, it I don't just think we're, <laughs> I don't think we were ever fully serious, but the amount of times we text each other saying, "Did we just change team because we're not actually committed?" <laughs> yeah, what we do, you, you have time. You have time. Run. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, but actually, I saw a comment. I don't know if it was you guys specifically or just somebody uh, out of your followers on Twitter. Uh, somebody put up the comment of if a London-based team or if a UK-based team were to show up in the NFL, would you yeah. guys still hold on to the Falcons at this point? Or would you yes, – just from just from like sheer proximity, you know, yeah. would you change? Uh, yeah, so – yeah, somebody asked – we get asked that quite a lot online when we do our shows and stuff as well. But, yeah, we Fal- Falcons are our team now. Um, I kind of would like a London team based on the fact that we'd get to see more live football. Yeah. But other than that – I can't see, I couldn't change my team. Like, I couldn't change my soccer team. I couldn't change any other sporting team. Right, right. Like, we're too committed now. We're too, if we, if we couldn't pull ourselves away from the Falcons three weeks in, down the line. <laughs> I was going to ask, have you guys ever been to any of the uh, London games? Uh, yes, yeah, we have. Cal we went, went to I, Yeah, I went to two and Danny went to one. Uh, I went to the Bucks with the Panthers, uh, which is obviously a divisional game. Oh, yeah, right. Obviously. A good game. I actually got um, a touchdown. I was just recording part of the game, and then literally it was a touchdown. I thought, oh, that was a good part. <laughs> no, it was very good. I think the only thing with, say, if a London, a, a London team ever, like, ever came to London, I think it's the more the, you'd, the fan base would have to build up quite quick. The atmosphere is a lot different because you have like every 32 teams at the London Games, and I think it would yeah. be like that for quite a while. And I think even after like two or three years, you'd get more of, like, say it's the Jaguars. Uh, you'd get more of the Jaguars fans, obviously, but it's still you'd still get, like, me and Danny. You'd still yeah, get right. everyone else because you have an extra eight games over it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try yeah. getting to, like, three, four a year, and I'll still wear my own colours. I'll still, I might, yeah. I'll still pick a team on the day. I'll always pick a team <laughs> on the day, as we just generally do, but it, I, I just don't think it will work for – I don't – I don't, I don't really I, agree with it anyway, to I be don't. fair. I think it's great for our point of view, but it's, it is your sport. It's like, if we start moving Manchester United over to the MLS. Uh, New York or whatever. whatever. Ooh, <laughs> or something, that, yeah. that, that's that just a sentence. <laughs> I was going to ask, how are the atmosphere, how's the atmosphere with a football, uh, uh, like a football team? Like, I think it'd be a weird, like, do fans like fully understand football? Because I always thought it'd be, it'd be a hard to grasp sport. You know what? I think it's getting better by the sounds of it. And just judging off, like when we spoke to people when we were there and things a few years ago, like going back five or so years, it was rough apparently. 
like everyone was cheering for like at completely random times and like, <laughs> field goal was just not, you know that sort of thing just like because in in soccer like somebody does a good skill and you're like yeah whatever, yeah right yeah, right right tackle but in nfl it's a bit more structured than that like there's, there's <laughs> yeah. times to and not to um, and I think apparently that's where it used to be pretty poor, but everyone's knowledge is growing so much now. So Wembley, the, the match that I went to, there's 100,000 people there. Wow. And I'd comfortably okay. say like over 80,000 were like solid NFL fans. Of course, you wow, get people really? going for the day out and the, the experience, but there were so many legitimate fans there. So it is a great atmosphere. But like awesome. Cal said, when you've got fans of all 32 teams, it is very bizarre because you're like, everybody's cheering, but then you're like, Oh no, that's not even. I don't. That doesn't benefit my team. In fact, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but no, uh, it, it, it is a good experience. I've been I've been really curious about the logistics of bringing just one team to an entire. Yeah. You know, like just I don't I don't know how it would even work because you can't fly yeah, a team back and forth. You, no. you, it's not like the it's not like a London team could play in London one week, the next week go to Texas and then come back. I mean, I think it would have no. to be stra- eight straight home games and then eight yeah. straight aways, which yeah, in and yeah. of itself is horrible. It <laughs> yeah. is. It, the only the only thing it is is it's a business opportunity. Oh in, yeah, in no doubt, no doubt. Sport, no benefit whatsoever because, like you said, the home team is in the London scene. They've got to fly out every week or every two weeks. Yeah, but, but the teams that are flying over to London you'd pretty much have to give them their bye week after they'd played the, oh, yeah. the game because it wouldn't be fair. You, it, it, some people experience jet lag a hell of a lot more than others. And depending on where right. you're coming from in America, say you lose like two or three days and then you've got another match in two or three days. That's not like, how is that fair at all? So oh, I do feel like a, they'd, keep, they'd still keep, I think if the, a team came over, they'd probably still keep an extra couple of games for like different teams anyway, like we have now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thinking you'd yeah. have like, You'd have to you'd have to include more bye weeks anyway. Uh, yeah. You could look, be looking at two or three bye weeks. I I think there should be two bye weeks anyway. I think that'd benefit the season. I like make it slightly longer anyway. Uh, it's not it's not like the NBA. It's not like basketball. You can play four games a week and be okay. You know these guys legitimately need a few days to just oh, yes, definitely. rest. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like they all hit the training field the next day all the time, is it? Because some no. people are absolutely battered and bruised, whereas like <laughs> baseball and basketball, the most you get in is a tiny little shove if that. So it's not yeah, like, right. it, 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 I think it's just, it's a business opportunity. It's brilliant. It'd make an absolute fortune. But in terms of like the keeping the authenticity of the sport, I don't, I don't agree with it really. I think I'd there's rather... only one team that I've not been over. I think that's Green Bay. But they're the right, yeah. team that I've never been, never been to London, or never but been. That's to really bizarre because they've got a really strong following. Very over strong. Yeah. Like, Interesting. They're probably like top three or four teams in terms of following over in England, which makes no sense why they wouldn't come over because obviously that'd only grow more. So that that's fascinating. What 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 are the biggest fan bases you guys have going over there? Uh, unfortunately, Patriots are most likely to be oh, the first one. They oh, that, win too much. That's that's easy because they win a lot. You know, yeah, that, I think that the Dolphins a is a lot. Dolphins yeah. is quite <laughs> really. You know, oh, I, I, I generally think it's one of the bigger ones as well because you see a lot of them. It's really bizarre. Like when you go to the stadium, you see like I think we saw. Did we see two other Falcons kits? Like, two or three jerseys or tops. Whilst yeah. we were in a hundred thousand people and like all, <laughs> all before, but then yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Dolphins, Green Bay, Patriots, and then I mean we watched the Panthers game, didn't we? So so when I went and watched the Panthers be the Bucks, it was a Bucks home game, but there was 
Panthers, like about 80% people wanted the Panthers to win. That's wild. It was I, I, I go to school in Florida and I don't even know that many Dolphins fans <laughs> in the state of their ad. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how the, I, I don't know if that's like all the fans that have, have passed it on to the kids and things like that from yeah, the right. teams have been good previously. Same as Green Bay, really. Like, I think. My dad's only a light fan, but he's a Green Bay fan only because they were like decent when he did actually care about it at the time. Yeah, right. Um, so I suppose it's hard because like how we've chosen a team, it's not really very authentic or legitimate. Like it'd be nice to tell a <laughs> sure, good story, sure. but so I think it's it's a bit of a bizarre one. It's, really. a, it's one of them with it. If you, if you, if it counted as an away game, you're not. It, it's a benefit to you, but you are when you lose a home game. It's a massive. It is a big thing. You're losing one of. You only That's have right, eight yeah. home games a year, and I think right, I, yeah. I think I told Danny a stat about not many. T- if you do come over, whichever teams come over, not many make the playoffs. And I think the Texans did last no. year, but right, I think thanks. in the last like eight years, if you look at the stats, I think there's only like three teams out of about eighteen who have come over that have actually made the playoffs as well. That is. Yeah. Fascinating, actually. I, I do remember like the last London game that Atlanta played. They, I, I think they blew like a ten, mi- a ten point lead in the last two minutes. Yeah, we lost. Like yeah, I believe so. And, and I remember just like <laughs> shaking my head at the scrum, like, uh, how? Like, I, 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 I guess I'll chalk it up to jet lag. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I know that I'm sure it was a massive disappointment. What with COVID and everything, that you know, Atlanta's not coming to play Denver over there this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you guys, I feel it massively. From my standpoint, losing that home game was so – you know, Matt, play, Matt Matt Ryan's Falcons have played so much better at home over the years that, yeah. like, if it had been an away game, I would have seen no, you know – No, no. We, we've, we've said that ourselves, to be fair. It's kind of bittersweet because, obviously, we'd like to see our team live. And it's a shame that no we doubt. weren't fans a few years earlier to, to have seen them that time. So, it's a bit bittersweet because we would have watched them along with a few other games. We'd probably have gone at least one other game. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that home game is such a benefit. I'd much rather see us go into the playoffs than not go into the playoffs and come over here like that. That I mean, from a selfish standpoint, I'd enjoy it, but I wouldn't later on in the season, would I? So, well, you know, in like the next five or ten years, when Atlanta finally makes the postseason, oh you know, you got you got you guys fly on over here. We'll go to a game. It'll be awesome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the aim. That's the aim. One way. I, sorry, I just need to go back to the London games a little bit. One thing I do yeah, want yeah. to say is that when we went when we went to Wembley, uh, we watched uh, Jacksonville, and how many? About seventy five percent of males there were dressed as Gardner Minshew, <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not talking oh, like no. I'm, I'm not talking like a little bit. I'm talking full on headbands, mustaches, <laughs> the full like dressing kit, dressing jerseys and everything. And I mean, I'm not, it's not even an exaggeration. It's like tens of thousands of males. <laughs> oh God, and that's disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> that, I think that must be the reason why he played so bad in that game. He was absolutely like six interceptions in that game alone. It was atrocious. It was probably oh. like, why am I in the crowd? Why am I in the crowd everywhere? Face <laughs> everywhere. Just, uh, it would have been easy though, man. He's playing bad. He could have pointed at anybody in the crowd, brought him out of the locker room, switched him out, moved on. You know? <laughs> it was so bizarre because before the before the event, um, outside of Wembley, there's loads of like food stalls and like little NFL games where you're like throwing balls into oh yeah yeah and all, all that sort of stuff going on and literally every single person that was doing anything <laughs> was Gardner Minshew and it was so really, funny. really weird so you had like six foot five Gardner Minshew you had like <laughs> five foot two Gardner Minshew <laughs> fat thin it was 
It was mental. It was crazy. Uh, no, you actually just reminded me. You said you have a lot of Green Bay fans. In my experience, Green Bay fans are some of the easiest going people to, <laughs> to, to watch a game with. And it's been fantastic. We, uh, year, uh, a few years ago, right before, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl anymore because I'm tired of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the game before, you know, the NFC Championship, that was the last game in the last stadium before they tore yeah. it down. Yeah. So uh, I, was, I was actually on Becca's ear the entire, like, that whole playoffs. I kept going there's a possibility that the last game in the Georgia Dome is going to be the NFC Championship. Yeah. We need to go. And she kept going, no, 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 that's really expensive. No, no, no. I felt really, really good when uh, Dallas and Green Bay were playing. And if Dallas – if Green Bay kicks the field goal, then Atlanta hosts. I looked over. She was on Ticketmaster hitting refresh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, we're going. We're going. This is great. Uh, but, no, I remember, like, Atlanta goes up. Like, I don't know. It was something stupid in that game. Like, you know, 21, 28, 35 points, somewhere in there. Yeah, and Green Bay fans were high fiving us, and, <laughs> and and literally saying like, "Go get the Patriots!" You know, go get. It was it, it was yeah. nice. So I don't know if you guys have the same experience or not, but you know, well, it seems like some well, fan bases are easier to get along with. I think it's really strange because over here, there's not like if if we were to go over to Atlanta and talk semi positively about the Saints, I feel like I'd get slapped. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but, but over here, like the one, a few of the Saints pages, a few of the UK Saints pages, they're like one of our most interactive pages between us. I mean, when it comes to game week, we'll absolutely detest them, and I will block them. <laughs> oh probably. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in terms of like discussion and stuff, they're they're these they're fans, the their followers, and their actual pages are the kind of people that talk to us the most. And I think it's because you want to build a rivalry with them and it, like a bit of a bond with them. So then when it does get to game week, you can rip them without, yeah, without right. back it. <laughs> So we're like, no, we're okay with them, but we're allowed to abuse them on this week alone. So. That, that is fascinating. Like there's something about the, uh, about our side of the Saints Falcons rivalry where I swear to God, you can just say, Hey, I drove past Mercedes Benz stadium today. And it's just nonstop <laughs> attacks. And it and it only gets worse. I mean, for for God's sakes, I'm wearing a custom made FTS shirt right now. Nice for, for that reason. You know, it's. Uh, I sometimes I wonder if I actually am a Falcons fan or if I just really don't like the Saints at this point. Like, I, you know, I, I think I think it might be the same thing. Uh, but that that is fascinating. That's that's you know, David. David, how about you, man? Like, you know, your your girlfriend is a your girlfriend's a Chicago fan, right? Bears so, fan, yeah. Well, like, know, so she's actually in Cleveland right now. She's got a job in uh, in Cleveland. And she said it's having a hard time, like, trash-talking Browns fans because, like, whatever you say, the Browns fans are just like, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it's exactly right. <laughs> and, and, like, the, like the, the Cleveland sports teams have just been beat down in, like, every sport. And, obviously, the Browns are no exception. And they're just – they just take it and move on. Like, yeah, man, you know, in another 20 years, we'll make, we'll make that big playoff run, you know. <laughs> they just accepted the fate like a lot of teams need to at the moment in time. <laughs> Fortunately, I think we all just have to do that. Unless you're a Patriots fan, your your time is coming, though. I will their say that their, their time is coming. You know what the problem is with the Patriots now? I actually really like Cam Newton. I, I know, don't right? really like it. Whoa, okay. Let, no. Let's, uh, oh no, I've just seen Becca's reaction as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so is it just like you just like watching him play? I mean, like, he, obviously, he's an athlete from. Do, do you know what it is? Um, there's a, a series on Amazon called All or Nothing. I don't know if any of you've seen. Oh yeah, very very familiar with it. Um, so that's what me and Cal both pretty much educated ourselves on NFL with to start with. So we watched all of them and obviously it's like an in-depth look, isn't it? And it's behind the scenes look. Mm -hmm. So it was really good for us. And when I was watching him, that I don't know, I did just something about him. It's those sort of players that 
that are so arrogant, but I just couldn't, like, <laughs> couldn't be like, oh, oh, I hate him. He's just the right level of arrogance for me. And I like right. his style of play and everything as well, but it's just something about him. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I remember the Falcons like beat the Panthers the year before he got, uh, and I was at the game at Carolina. Uh, yeah. I've learned not to go to Carolina basically anymore wearing Falcon <laughs> stuff because it's just not worth it. Uh, no. But but I remember uh, I remember like all the fans going Cam Newton's coming next year Cam Newton's coming next year and I'm like who who cares like who, yeah. what are you, what are you getting at the, the guy's an absolute stud but the, they lost me in that Super Bowl run of the season because he got so much cockier that year yeah I mean it it was uh, but I I understand that he's 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 a lot of fun to watch but. It- it's one of them, like, you watch him and you think he could probably rock a dressing room and you'll have, like, half the people heavily liking him and half yeah, just right. be like, get out of this squad. Like, I never want to talk. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Which is so and, dangerous. But uh-huh. at the same time, like, on the field, there's so many clips of him, like, like other defensive teams saying, like, oh, we know what route you're running and we know what, like, play you're going to call and stuff like that. And then he's like... Okay, then watch this one, and it's just like, thing. Like, oh, that's so good! Like the level of cockiness to be like, I know you know what I'm doing, and I'm still gonna beat you at that's it. That's right. Just, oh, oh I mean, no! I, I already had, I already had the Patriots overachieving from what most people had anyway, and like, yeah, I had them winning their division just because I don't believe in any of the other young quarterbacks going to be able to outsmart and outplay Belichick as a coach. Yeah, and I think with Cam, I think that I'm not, I'm not on the Super Bowl train with them, but I think that they've locked up the division picking up Cam. I think that he's just too much talent. For Belichick to work with, I think he could change the whole offense and still be great. An ideal scenario for me would be Cam throwing an absolute ton of touchdowns and playing really, really well, just because it's entertaining. But then the defense absolutely crumbling and losing every match. <laughs> but just be nice going, yeah, like, that's what I want to watch. <laughs> uh, I, you, you reminded me. I did have to bring this up uh, in this in this god awful period where we didn't have sports. I uh, I started watching old clips of uh, just general Falcon stuff. And Matt Ryan had a very similar moment at a goal line uh, where the guy literally runs up and goes, we know what you're running. You're running this play. Exactly. And Matt literally just looks him dead in the eyes and goes, you can't effing stop this. And and they run it straight (laughs) in. And it was, and I'm just went, why don't we get more of that Matt Ryan? You know, I, I, I don't, that's what I love seeing. All of the clips that come out, you know, when they do the when play, certain players are mic'd up every game yep. and things like that. And occasionally the Falcons will post it on social media and things like that. That's what I want. I just want every player with a mic on. I don't want to hear it all game long, but afterwards I just want the highlights. The highlights yeah. Some of the stuff is what hypes you up. That's what like you. Yeah, you can like a player for what they do on the field, but I want to be drawn into the person as well. I want to be like yeah. that's someone that I'd want to work with, or like that's the kind of player I want. Yeah. On. Like, that's why I like Marlon Davidson so much as a draft pick. Because <laughs> he just talks everything you want to hear. He says everything. He literally said in that like, the Combine interview that the reason that he loves the NFL is because, well, playing American football is because he can hit a man as many times as he wants without getting <laughs> and, arrested. And like, without, that without getting the cops called. I swear, I knew nothing about Marlon Davidson. When he said that, I'm like, I'm going to buy this man's jersey. Oh, <laughs> this is what we so need. I'm so excited to see him. Like, I, hope, I hope he's not just all – obviously, his highlights look brilliant, but it's a different level. But I hope sure. he's not all talk. Because if somebody walks up to me that's his size, said a cocky <laughs> comment like that, and then 30 seconds later he's on top of you, absolutely <laughs> taking you to the floor. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really excited to see him and Grady Jarrett go to town, man. And I am, like, yeah. I had, I had no confidence in Vic Beasley as a concept. Uh, he, he just didn't seem to have that fire, but I think that Dante Fowler might like, yeah. we, and if Tack McKinley can literally just do anything this year, we might have a actual pass rush for the first time <laughs> yeah, in my life. So. 
so. <laughs> I think it's a win-win situation with Tack, isn't it, really? I think he's got to prove to himself. Or pro- he's, got yep. to, he's, he's got to have a big year. And if, if he doesn't have a big year, he goes anyway. If he has a big year, he earns his big contract, whether it's with us or someone else. But it's going to benefit us this season. I think yep. it's just yeah. a complete win-win situation. Yeah, he's got to be self-motivated, hasn't he? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And not only is he playing for the Falcons and that's, that's his drive, he's got to drive himself because otherwise he's going to end up on one of these tiny like one million year contract somewhere just like pr- playing for his career season looking by at, season. So. Looking at you, Vic Beasley. Exactly. <laughs> well, have you seen the fine that he's got for not showing up to training? Oh yeah, I don't even, not. he's just gone AWOL missing in action. God, no, I don't know. No idea. Uh, he, like start he, of last year, weren't it? <laughs> was it? Was it last year or the year before that he, uh, that he like, there was a moment, there was an overtime game or something. He was standing in the tunnel like before the game was even over, ready to go change, and like it's that showed me everything I needed to see out of yeah. that guy. That, that's about- exactly what we were just talking about in terms of like wanting to like the person, someone yep. that's not fully on the fucking touchline, absolutely going for it, backing your team as much as you can. I don't, I don't yep. see it. I don't see the passion, and he he clearly doesn't have passion for the sports. He's not even showed up to training for X amount of days now, has he? And, so, and that can hurt the Falcons. I found out. Because if he if the, if his contract gets voided because he doesn't show up, we actually lose a compensatory pick from a first round pick leaving. So we oh. would actually lose a fifth round pick because of that. I did not even know that. So thank yeah, you for so, ruining my day. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so Vic Beasley is finding a way to screw us over even after we stop paying him. Basically, <laughs> wow, that is bitter. So uh, so guys, I, I will say we could probably keep going in circles and keep talking about this for the for the you know next three hours. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to say uh, I want to say I appreciate you guys jumping on with us, man. Seriously, like it's, yeah, it's, it's been, been a lot, lot of fun. fun. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe we can set up if the if the season actually makes it in. Maybe we can set up a bye week uh, a bye week rundown and see if uh, absolutely really cool. Absolutely, yeah. I think it'd be good for us to do other shows, like even even if you've got the opportunity before the uh, season starts again, and just do like a bit of a game by game rundown or something like that. Literally, look at our fixtures and literally a huh. couple of minutes on each one. And <laughs> I've done. Man, a man after my own heart, asking me to talk about Falcons for more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, and I do. I do think uh, we should probably get into like how everybody can find each you know yep. social medias and all that. Uh, so go ahead and if you want to go and cover yours, yeah, and we'll, absolutely. We'll jump with ours. So uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and of course our podcast and our username on all of them is ATL Falcons UK. Um, so you can find us all on there. We're most active on Twitter at the moment in time, but everything else is growing. Obviously, well, we drop a podcast every week or so, dependent on shifts. And our YouTube is being slammed with loads of highlight videos at the moment in time. So give us a follow or subscribe <laughs> on everywhere and. Uh, I don't think you'll find many pages more interactive than us because we have no lives outside of Twitter at the moment in time. <laughs> Dude, all I'm saying is the minute we started talking, we didn't stop talking. So no. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. Uh, and same for us. Uh, you can find us on mainly it's Twitter and Instagram at this point, yeah. at, out of our underscore league. Uh, we generally don't talk about the Falcons this much, but it still comes up. Uh, yeah, we, and, we apologize for directing you towards the Falcons for like 95% of this uh, <laughs> show. But, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, please like grab on, like both podcasts, subscribe, give us the five-star ratings, all that stuff, because we want to keep doing this. And uh, like I said, fellas, uh, well, let's do this again soon. I'm, I'm happy to do this anytime. Yes, yeah, as soon as we can, as soon as we can. All right, appreciate it. Awesome, thank you for having us.